Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Right, so I really want to, you know, start with gratitude. I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. We are coming off the American Thanksgiving. For those who don't know me, 
I am a celebrity matchmaker, relationship expert. I've been working in the dating space for almost 30 years and I'm Canadian. So I am celebrating your uh, Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday with you all. Now to the title of this room, are givers more successful? And let's talk about it. So I did a little bit of research and I had not known, but there's a gentleman named Adam Grant and he actually wrote a book called Give and Take. Uh, oh, Alexander knows, oh my God, a revolutionary approach to success. So I did some research and I am going to follow along with um, an article on Lemonade, okay? Never wanna take content without sharing where I got it. So on Lemonade.com, there is an article called The Surprisingly, the Surprisingly Psychology of Givers, Takers, and Matchers. So what does that mean? I wanna share that in context because I'd like to have an open dialogue about this because you know, are givers more successful? My first thought was, Yes, of course, givers are more successful, but there are times where givers are not successful because they give too much. You know, think about the people pleasers. Think about the times that you're saying yes to everyone, where you're giving away all your energy, where you are, you know, not taking care of you. So there are times where giving doesn't serve you. So in, in Adam's uh, definition of givers, he, he kind of categorizes people in three um, uh, three names, okay, let's call it that. You're either a giver, a taker, or a matcher. So there's three types of people. And I have to say that there are probably the majority, if not 99.9% .9 of the people here on stage and the moderators are primarily givers, right? And now a taker, I think that needs no explanation, right? A taker is somebody that takes that prioritizes them, that looks out for what's in their best interest, starts sentences with I, and, and is, is, you know, uh, the buzzword narcissist, right? Those takers, um, where givers are naturally the ones that are giving, and then there's matchers. So matchers is the concept that you will give as long as you get back. So there is this undertone or expectation of reciprocity. Right, so here's the example that they led with so that you guys can kind of tell and see where you lie. And you know what? There's probably times in your lives, even now, where you are playing a giving role, a taker role, or a matcher role. So here's the example that they said. You're at lunch with a friend. They're looking for a new job. They're coming to you and they say, you know what? They're interested in a company where your friend works at, or maybe it's your company, right? And this is somebody you haven't spoken to your friend in years. So what's something that you're going to do, all right? The first option is one, you tell your friend, oh yeah, I'll make that introduction. Second option is you tell your friend, sure, I'll make the introduction, but then you're going to ask them for something to help with your own issue, okay? And then the third one, you tell your friend that you really don't feel comfortable making the introduction since you're no longer in touch with your other your, with your old friend, right? Or it's your, you know, I don't know, I, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't want to take advantage of, uh, um, you know, my relationship. So, However you respond, whether it's one, two, or three, obviously, number one, if you're quick to make the introduction without any expectation, you are a giver in this example. Number two, you say you'll make the introduction, but you know what? Can you actually introduce me to X, Y, Z, right? You're asking for something reciprocal. And the third one, of course, is that you just don't, right? It's like you, you don't do anything at all. Um, and that's a taker, right? So guys, 
where what what this conversation reminds me of and asks me is where am I, you know, being a giver and when am I being a taker? And, you know, matchers are okay, guys. But to the question, are givers more successful? The answer is yes, right? And and there was a, a quote. Who was it? Let me just rephrase this now. Um, saying that you know the true measure of a person is when you ask for something or you give something with no expectation whatsoever, right? So think about that. Think about the the times where you are giving freely without expectation. All right, first of all, Alexander, are you there? Because you flashed the mic. Are you familiar with Adam Grant's work? In preparation for today as well, I actually read that Lemonade article and several other articles, and I've read excerpts from his book, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, I did not read excerpts from the book, um, but I thought it was really awesome to be able to do some some of the exercises. So there's five. I'll pick the ones that really resonated with me uh, because I, I know, you know, Alexander, you're a researcher. The first thing I do is like, okay, so what are the tactics, right? I always love to share from the point of, you know, not just preaching. I, I don't really consider myself as a preacher. I would rather share information and then let's do some role play and practice the things in action, right? So here's a way to be a successful giver. Um, So you can do a five minute favor. I love this so much. So here's the instructions of what to do. Do other people small favors that take no more than five minutes, like making an introduction, giving feedback, or offering advice. Now, here's why they say it works, okay? Uh, it works because five-minute favors are small, but really impactful favors that you do that should take you no longer than five minutes. So doing quick favors for people goes a long way. And the whole reason why, the answer to the undertone to our givers more successful, the answer is yes, because you're building relationships, you always, is it Mayu Angelou that says you, you always remember how you make someone feel? And if you think about those moments recently where you walked away from an experience with somebody and you just felt better, usually you feel better because that person was generous in some way, whether they complimented you, whether they offered you time, whether they picked up the phone and you just felt like, wow, that person's so busy, but they made that time for me. I got to tell you something. I feel that way every time I get off the phone with Sarah. I feel that way every time I get off the phone with Glenn. Um, I feel that way every time I interact with Bobby or Todd or Dr. Janie. I will say, say, Dr. Janie helped me in a situation recently. And I asked her for professional advice. And, you know, she could have charged me for that. And she generously gave me some recommendations to some professionals that I needed help with. And and she remembered. And what I really loved that she was not only giving, she went out of her way and didn't ask me for anything in return. So guess what? I'm inclined because I love Dr. Janie, but if she ever asks me for a favor, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to make it a priority because that's the experience I got 
from from have oh my god i can't tell you how it feels like when people do that so if you are here on this stage a way that you can give right now is you click that plus sign you invite people to this conversation because there is a lineup of epic people and they're all giving today in fact even glenn who is giving a discount away to people that's an opportunity to give guys is to give hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day freely without expectation so that's one thing that you can do now, here's another thing that's really great, and I do this in the love space, okay? There's a reason why chivalry is not dead, okay? When women drop that handkerchief or ask their partner or their boyfriend or their guy that's dating to, like, go and help them with something, it's not because they're not capable. They actually want them to feel great, because the fastest way to feel better at any point is when you give to somebody without expectation. The opportunity to contribute to somebody, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, it absolutely lights me up. So another way that you can be a giver to someone is ask them for, ask somebody for help. Ask them for help, right? I know when people come to me and they're coming from a genuine space and I can tell they're struggling. And by the way, you don't have to be, you know, dead, broke, defeated to ask for help. I'm not saying that you only ask for help in times of dire moments. You can ask for help as much as, hey, Sarah, who does uh, your uh, social media? Um, hey, Brian, like, how do you have like incredible hair? Okay, who took your, your profile photo? Like, whatever it is, right? You want to you wanna just ask Brian Hess's brand. Can we take a moment <laughs> for that? <laughs> uh, really? Uh, I had yeah, no it's idea. terrible. I had no idea. You need to give me your, your stylist there, Brian, because I got to refer some men to your profile picture and go, okay, this is how you want to show up on a dating app. However, I know from your profile, you are a father and husband. So ladies, he's off the market. Do not DM him for that reason, but you can certainly. You can and, certainly and he's shredded, man. Brian Hess is shredded. The guy is uh, fit as a fiddle. Well, speaking of shredded, uh, so are you, my friend. I've been watching your videos, Mr. Benstock, and I can't wait to see you in Miami very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, look at these people that are giving so generously. And if I wanted to ask for help on cars or automotive, I'll go to Todd. I'll go to Brian Benstock. I'll ask them. How do you Why would you go to Todd? Come on, man. He's getting out. He's retiring. I'm still in the game. He's 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 gonna be counting his money for the next five years. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go with uh, Ben Stock or uh, maybe Scott Simons. Uh, that's that that's who you got to go to. I will go to you. But here's the thing: Co going to Ben Stock, uh, you know Todd, anybody here on the stage, asking for help for an issue you're having. And here's the thing: 
try to make requests. If you know somebody personally, you can make a longer request, but make those same thing as you would do a five minute favor. Give them an opportunity to help you in under five minutes. So if it is a phone call, if it is, hey, who's your stylist? Or, hey, Brian, I'm thinking of getting a new car. What's popular? What's the safest car on the road? What's the best car for, for children? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't think he sells minivans, but I could ask him for a cool, uh, you know, option for me. So, and why this works is, well, well, you know, asking somebody for help, you think that you're actually taking it really is an opportunity for someone to give to you when you're not asking for the world, right? I know that when I ask somebody for help and they can answer me in very quickly, they feel great about it. And I know I'm not imposing. And here's what's really important is that before you go blindly asking someone for help, and I'm going to pivot this a little bit to the world of media. I love this topic because when it comes to getting in the media and getting, um, you know, uh, asking for a request or doing a pitch, you never, ever, ever want to do a cold pitch to a media outlet. I mean, that's my recommendation. You want to warm up that relationship. You want to be in that person's circle. You want to have the best situation is when you can have an introduction. So who do you need to be friends with or who do you need to build a relationship with so that you can get closer to those people? There, everyone has an inner circle. Everybody has needs and wants, and everybody's in a position to contribute. So it's really, really important, especially in media guys, that you are a giver more than a taker. And also, when you ask for a request, I would never just, you know, to a journalist say, oh, if you do this, I'll do that. So always come first, especially when it comes to media with the giving, 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 that is going to build that relationship. That is going to build trust. And that's what's going to keep you top of mind the next time that they're looking for an expert and they want to feature you. Oh my God, Carmelia, she delivered like an incredible segment and she gave us data and she brought us coffee and she gave me the referral to another expert that's not even in her industry or in the same industry. Hey, if you're covering breakups, especially because right now we are in the middle of breakup season, guys. For those who experienced Thanksgiving and got dumped, there's a term called turkey drop. It's not you drop, you didn't drop the turkey, you literally got dumped. Really? <laughs> so, and, That's awesome. And, <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so, you know what, let me open up the floor, guys. I want to hear from some of the givers in this room. Why do you think, you're more successful. And maybe if you can give an example of where you're giving um, unexpected giving and, and, and you know, um, generous giving led to an opportunity. Who would like to share? Ben Stock, come on. Oh, Bo Bobby. Hey, listen, you talk about media. First off, understand that most media uh, reporters these days are lazy. So the more work you can do for them on the area that they want to cover, uh, the more likely they're going to call on you again in the future. Uh, something you said really resonates. You, you don't call them up and ask for a favor. You really have to set the table in advance. You've got to position yourself as a subject matter expert and then over-index. You know, So if they do give you a one-minute clip or 30 seconds of, of fame there, you make sure you, you thank them, you give them support information, you offer yourself up as a resource in the future. And, you know, I mean, I, when I say they're lazy, they, they, I don't mean they're lazy, but they're lazy. You know, the, the more work you'll do for them, it's shocking how that work ends up being in print or being uh, on the air. And, you know, that, that's been my experience anyhow. 
Uh, But setting the table in any relationship is in advance. You know, you have to have that appetizer before the main course, before you get to dessert. Everyone wants to jump to dessert. And, you know, the quickest way to dessert is going through, you know, doing, putting in the time in advance. And if you see, um, if you if you have contact with a reporter, uh, take a look at some of the stuff they've done. Send them a text, a DM uh, uh, on an article. Hey, I really like your point of view on because. And, and you know, if you want people to be interested in you, it you know, really helps to be interested in that. I love it. And for a moment, though, Brian, I actually thought you were giving dating advice uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is actually great, great <laughs> advice. <laughs> D- dating advice. Dating advice would be injurious to my health at this point. Do not go straight for the dessert, guys. Warm it up. Give them an appetizer. Take them to dinner, okay? Then ask for the dessert. All right, Bobby, one of my best friends, you are doing a red carpet with some massive celebrities. I'm sure that came from the space of giving. So my friend, please share a time, you know, one of the many, many times that your generosity led you to something really amazing. Go ahead. Sure. Thanks, Carm. Um, and yeah, what a great segment. Um, so look, when I was 25, I accidentally created like a pretty large business for me which, so I ended up inadvertently creating the largest multicultural network um, in the Canadian entertainment industry, right? So I was like the point person for multicultural entertainment in Canada for like a decade. Um, And, you know, it's funny because it was by accident, um, I was this sort of like prominent anti-racism activist. And it, it was really that, it was giving, exactly like you say, right? Like I, all I was, all I did was I had brought together leaders uh, from multicultural arts groups for theater, film, and television across Canada on like a Yahoo group. It was like free, and I I literally didn't charge anybody a dollar, and I was giving jobs away. I was just finding about finding out about job opportunities for people of color across the country, and I was just a community organizer. I was just like, um, yeah, I wanted to like help people. I wanted you know, sort of more people who look like me to get jobs across the country. And I just created this this thing to make it easier to do that. And then it ended up being this sort of media explosion for me. Uh, it really actually took my career to the next level and led to so many jobs and movies. And I acted in so many things. It was like I just became, I don't know, one of the most connected people in the country by accident, because it really was just this thing where I was like trying to help people. Um, and I did it for years. Um, and it turned into this amazing business that helped me so much, but I never wanted anything out of it. I actually went into it thinking that I would give up my career because I wanted to help people so much. Um, and then it ended up being the best thing I, I you know, I ever could have imagined for my career. So I, I, I just what you said really resonated with me. Um, I don't always speak um, in this room. I like to listen. But yeah, giving is everything. You're amazing, Karma. I love you. I'm done speaking. I love you too, Bobby. And I know this is early for both of us. And I found that quote within a different article uh, citing um, David's work. I want to make sure. No, or sorry. Adam Grant is the name of the author. His book is Give and Take. Uh, found it doing research. And it was a quote from Samuel Jackson. 
He said that the true measure of a person is how he treats someone who can do him or her no good. And it's that concept of paying it forward. And I love when you can pay it forward and literally surprise somebody. And that's why all those memes and videos, they go viral because so many people like don't live in the space or have this experience that someone is going to do something nice for me without their handout. I'm going to get advice from somebody without somebody expecting something. Like today, I challenge everyone today to give somebody five minutes of your time, unsolicited gratitude, unsolicited compliments. Like just think of the nicest thing that you can say to someone you know, a distant friend or a complete stranger and see how that makes you feel. Tamara, you were flashing your mind. Did you want to chime in? Yes, I love this conversation so much. And just yesterday was having the understanding and revelation around the difference of contract giving versus covenant giving. And so, of course, it's going to relate so much to your dating experience, but it's really alongside business as well, is when we're in contract with people, there's generally the what's in it for me, right? You sign it so that you get a good side of something and they get a good side of something. But covenant is actually giving to them regardless of what's in it for you. But simultaneously, when you give untethered, there's that reciprocal experience that happens regardless of what you're expecting in return or not. So Bobby explained that very well. Um, but just understanding contract giving versus covenant giving. That's all I have for today. Thanks, Camelia. Thank you so much, Mr. Skelton. I'm hey. Good morning. You're... I can't wait to see you in Boston as we go on private aviation. And We're I'm going on private aviation down to Grant's <laughs> Summit and some other fun times. Hey, so I got a good one on the uh, on the giving piece. I think you're going to like this one, Carm. So back in late 2000 or mid 2012, uh, I had the opportunity as a leader of uh, the company that I work for to choose the charity that we were gonna support for the next year. And I was given a, a lead on a place and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I went to this place, um, little, little place in the hood in Delray Beach as if there is one, there really is. And uh, I had two general managers with me and we were gonna be in and out it was a kid's charity. We're going to be in and out in, um, oh, I don't know, five to 10 minutes, as I told them, and make a decision whether or not we were going to support these guys for the next year. And the door opened, and up comes this freaking angel by the name of Gina. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yes, please, I'll take that. And that ensued uh, to uh, what has become an amazing marriage uh, coming up on 10 years, and, uh, you know, she answered that door, and I would not leave her alone. So because I was able to listen to that inner voice, uh, I think it might have been God, and uh, and go to that charity, I found my lifehood sweetheart. Oh, that is so great. And there's a lesson in harassment. That really were just kidding. <laughs> I love that story. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Todd. Made my day. It's a true story. I yeah. my heart is full. You guys are great. Wait, what he failed to mention was um, I told him no, leave me alone about uh, 20 times, but he persisted. <laughs> so that's what we're always talking about. Persistence is power. Everything, man. Yes. Everything. Yes, no, but it's crazy because 
um, I did kind of tell him I didn't really want to, you know, date or anything like that. And it wasn't disrespectful, but um, finally after, you know, I told him it wasn't going to happen and he, he kind of figured that out. A couple of weeks later, um, my boss at the time said, hey, guess what? We're going to um, going to nominate Todd for this Men with Caring Hearts Award because his, you know, company took our charity under our his wing and, you know, raised tons of money for us. And so our, our boss and I, you know, the company, uh, our charity wanted to um, honor him in that way. And she said, and here you go. Here's a 10 page packet of about 3000 questions that you and him could sit down alone for hours and uh, go over. And so I had to email him after telling him that it wasn't going to happen. And let's just focus on the kids. I had to email him and say, hi, Todd, would you please sit down with me for about two hours alone so I can ask you and interview basically interview you. Um, and he said, absolutely. And so after, you know, I sat with him, he was so happy, sat there with the biggest smile on his face. And I interviewed him and asked him all these questions and write down all the answers. And then afterward, he said, please, can I just take you on one date, one date? And I said, okay. And we went on one date and I, I kid you not <clears throat> after that date, I came home and I laid down and I said, oh my goodness, this is my husband and the father of my children. And I was so scared, <laughs> so freaked out. Um, but it's, it's exactly what happened. You know, uh, it was exactly what was meant to be. And he is, in fact, my husband and the father of my children. So that is the best story ever. Yes, story ever. <laughs> it's a good morning story for sure. Right, guys? I knew it. Monday motivation. <laughs> guys and there where you can see the spirit of giving because you know romance can happen in the spirit of giving you've heard business and dating advice from some of the top top people here and thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.